0: Welcome to Back in Control Radio with Dr.
1: David Hanscom. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom. I'm your host, Tom Masters, and our guest today is Pam Worth. She's a management consultant, author, and health enthusiast. She is principal of Strategic Growth Advisory Consulting for startups to public companies. She's also the founder of Hello Health, which creates doctor-formulated supplements. She's dedicated to nutrition, education, and building a network to help people heal. Welcome.
2: Thank you, Pamela. Welcome back to the show. And we talked to Pam for a bit on the prior podcast, and she has a compelling story of basically helping her son heal if it wasn't for her, who knows what would have, would have happened. But the bottom line is she's a business person. She, start, she works with consulting with startup companies. But right now she's working on Hello Health, which she's taken the knowledge she learned from her experience. She did write a book called is Hello Health, right, Pam? Correct. And the company's called Hello Health. So, Pam, welcome back to the show.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. I, I'm happy to be here.
2: So just to summarize what we talked about, her son at age six um, developed basically an autoimmune disorder with multiple mental and neurological symptoms. She was bounced around the system for a bit and she did some research, found out her son had an enzyme deficiency and she found a physician in in UCLA, Pam, is where you found her?
0: Uh, She was educated at UCLA um, from Asia originally.
2: So the combination of Vitamins, nutritional supplements, also a lot of um, probiotics, and working on the GI tract, dietary changes. Why um, her son's fine? It took about a year. Her son is now sixteen. Is that correct, Pam?
0: Yeah.
2: And doing what sixteen-year-olds do, which I'm not going to ask about that. And uh, but he stayed very, very healthy. And honestly, the, the trajectory he was on it was really scary. So there's not much thing, not much more disconcerting thing in life to have happen, and have your kid get that sick. So the bottom line, she's about on the medical system. She found some help. She took control, which is the biggest message on the first contract. First podcast is that she took control of the situation, took control of her son's care and he healed. So what I'd like to find out now, Pam's actually dedicated a big part of her efforts now to hello health, which is bringing the concepts into the public domain of what she learned and presented them to people to help in the situation. So Pam, just to um, summarize the last podcast, what are, the, what are some of the basic concepts you learned from your son's experience?
0: So what was wild at the time was that um, we are hearing more and more about the gut and how important it is. It's super, super, super important, way more important than you think you've ever understood or thought of. Um, 90% of those neurotransmitters are being managed and produced in your gut. And what that means is it really feeds your mood. It feeds your sleep. Um, it feeds so much of what is going on inside you and how you think and how you feel and how you can interact and, and react with the world uh, that you've got to have a healthy gut. And there's something called the gut brain access It's real. Um, and so making sure that whatever we're doing with our gut is truly impact in our brain
2: so you felt like a combination of the vitamin supplements and a lot of work on the gut and i'll have to admit as a surgeon even though i've known about this for five years a little bit i've really just dismissed the whole gut brain axis until i did hear the data that 90 percent of your serotonin which is a basic neurotransmitter in the brain antidepressant is made in the gut going huh that's interesting to put it mildly and so if there's gut imbalance, you, you don't have adequate serotonin, you don't have the substrate for your brain to function correctly so that's not how much you can do. So from in principle, your work now is focused on... So if I came to you with some type of chronic illness and wanted to work with you, how do you assess somebody's gut? Do you just sort of do it more of a trial and error? Let's try this, this, or this? Or are there things you can do to understand how the gut is functioning or not functioning well?
0: Yeah, I mean, people really do need to have that blood test. In a perfect world, um, I, I'm 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 on the hunt for this myself. I would love for us to have, in the privacy of our own home, a urine or a saliva test that we can test our our gut um, in terms of um, the bacterial levels, viral levels, uh, vitamin levels. Uh, the The science is there that you don't have to test poop to find out how your gut is going. Um, and so making sure that we've got that available to people, I think would be super impactful. Um, but at the moment, it's it's most impactful to go ahead and either do it through um through a stool or through blood and then really understand what's going on inside you.
2: Okay. So what sort of people do you end up engaging with the Hello Hello Health project?
0: Yeah, it typically is folks that have autoimmune or autism spectrum disorder um diagnoses. Uh, those are people with complicated symptoms. Um, and they're open-minded um, to what could I be doing differently? What else is there? Um, they've already tried several different pharmaceuticals. Um, they've already been on six or seven different things, which caused a bunch of side effects and they feel, you know, as bad or worse. Um, and so there's there's lots of ways to kind of take a look at at making sure that you're feeling better and, and having a better life.
2: And you say you also create supplements to match the person's pathology or their, or their gut profile. I mean, there's probiotics you can get over the counter, but it sounds like that you do something a little bit more customized than that.
0: Uh, we we worked with doctors to formulate probiotics that are built for the gut-brain access to okay. make sure that your brain is really, really working and it crosses the, blood, the blood-brain barrier in a way that is most helpful.
2: Okay, so I'm going to ask a very naive question coming from a surgeon. Yes. I don't know much about probiotics. What are they exactly? (laughs) Yeah, so. It sounds like a silly question, but you hear the term, you go, yeah, yeah, whatever. But I actually truly, as I'm sitting sitting here talking to you, I'm going, well, wait a second, do I actually know what a probiotic is?
0: Yeah, it's a type of bacteria. And so. Yeah. And so there's in, in our gut, you know, you you certainly need to make sure that you've got, you know, the good versus the evil and you've got more, more good than bad going on. Um, and so there's certain probiotics in our system that help our immune system and our brain operate better. Um, when you put a lot of things in there that act as food for bad bacteria, it allows the bad bacteria to repopulate faster for lack of a better word. And uh, can cause things to go out of balance. You know, imagine Star Wars going to battle and, and uh, you're losing. So you got to make right. sure that you're minimizing the amount of things that cause bad bacteria.
2: And then, how do you decide? Let me ask you another sort of simplistic question: In that, how many probiotics are there? Is there like ten, a hundred, a thousand?
0: Oh, there's 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 a lot. A lot, a lot, of that. But what's really interesting is uh, we, we've been working with doctors to say, how many probiotics should you really be taking in a day? Because what we're finding now is people naturally gravitate to the box or the bottle that says, you know, the largest number they can get their hands on. Right. That actually can clog up your your system. So you really don't need 40 or 50 billion probiotics on a daily basis. You really need about five. <laughs> okay. And so um, five to ten. And so that's kind of the interesting part too, that we're now starting to put some education around is, you know, what, what really is a good profile for you and, and, you know, let's continue working with your doctor and making sure that you're pulling the proper lab work to find out where your system is at, um, to test for this by, by blood, you can take a look at your IgG your IgM and your IgE. Your IgE, if it's too high, means your body's really inflamed. And so you've got to take a look at what could possibly be causing your body to be angry, for lack of a better word, around you. And then if your IgG and your IgM are low, it means your immune system's not working properly. And so, really making sure that you're taking a look at it that way, too. So,
2: so if a person comes to you, like, what are some of the disease states that you've addressed?
0: Um, we see a lot of people with arthritis, joint pain. Um, you know, again, going back to teenagers, you know, people with a lot of EDD, a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression. Um, what my son ended up having was an autoimmune disorder of his brain. We get a lot of those kids. Um, we've had an autistic child that was nonverbal start talking again. Um, so it's just, it's really amazing what you can do, what, what your body will do to heal itself uh, when it's given the right tools. It just, it takes a lot of time and not all of us understand that we're on the right road unless you're constantly retesting, which is painful and expensive.
2: And then how often do you get the right combination the first time? How many, how many times do you have to make adjustments usually to get the right profile?
0: You know, there's always things that you can adjust. What we've done is come up with supplements that when given are um, mild to moderate in terms of. what would be potentially um, given by a doctor. I wouldn't say it's doctor grade, that, that, would be, that would be kind of scary without being under a doctor's care and making sure that you're constantly doing additional lab work to find out that you're on track. Um, but yeah, everything that we've designed is meant to be complementary and helpful.
2: And as far as the role of diet, so my perspective is that chronic disease is complicated. You have your stresses, you have to process, you have the resiliency of your nervous system, and then you have the actual physiology, which is inflammatory or anti-inflammatory. So to me, the diet actually works on the resiliency of the nervous system. In other words, if you're hypervigilant, hyperactive, inflamed, that your signals coming in get distorted and get a hyperactive physiological response. That the inflammation from the response makes the brain more inflamed, and you get this going back and forth, back and forth. So we work on the input with cognitive behavioral therapy, mindfulness, meditation, relaxation. With the brain, we work on exercise, sleep, um, and diet. It's a big one. And then the physiology. There's ways of directly lowering the physiology. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say something that you may or may not agree with. So to me, that people say, "Oh, I tried mindfulness and it didn't work," or "I tried expressive writing and it didn't work," or "I tried diet and it didn't work." So to me, it's a combination of things. That if you haven't, if you change your diet. So I think an anti-inflammatory diet by itself is helpful, but lots of times you need additional interventions to really drop down the inflammatory levels. And you mentioned that you not only did probiotics, which changes the gut brain axis, but you cut way back, your son cut way back on processed foods in general. He's still off of those. And that makes a huge difference. I actually, as a surgeon, surgeons may have the worst diets in the world. Unbelievable. And I mean, one day I sat down. I think I told you the story. I sat down with my lunch, my fellow at lunch one day, and he sat down. He had three bags three bags of popcorn and two Pepsis. That was his lunch. So surgeons don't eat well. So we're just not, so the idea of nutrition to me has always been sort of a whatever, but I now realize where I understand so much of chronic disease is inflammatory, that sugar and processed foods are incredibly inflammatory. So you also do dietary changes also among, is part of your treatment plan, correct?
0: Yeah, no, I think, I mean, if you, if you continue to not eat, um, certain vegetables or clean proteins or whatever it is that in your family is a balanced diet, some families are vegan. Um, I, I get that, um, some families introduce, you know, chicken, turkey, beef, um, you know, I, it's just as much as you can reduce the processed corn and gluten and sugar, um, you'll find that you feel stronger and better. Um, now, in addition to the dietary changes, we also removed all carpet from our house. So, so, have, what, and
2: so what is carpet? And what's the role of carpet?
0: It puts off a lot of toxins.
2: Okay. Just with the, art, with the synthetic nature of it, et cetera? Yeah. Interesting.
0: Yeah. And, and it holds in a lot of dust, which can also yeah. agitate the system.
2: Right. Right. Now, you know, of course, it does hold a lot of dust. And of course, the body is always processing allergens all the time anyway. So interesting. Huh. I hadn't really thought about this. How did, you, how did you come to that conclusion?
0: Did a deep dive on anything that causes inflammation. Okay. Um, we also were in the landing zone of Scottsdale Airport, which is one of the um, busiest private airports in the country and uh, private planes can still put off leaded fuel and so that you know scared us and so we moved um, to not be within a takeoff or a landing pattern of an airport which is actually harder than it sounds Um, in addition to that where we lived you had to drive under large power lines to leave or come back to the house every day and so we moved so that we were at least um, a mile away from any major power lines um And then we moved so that we were at least two miles away from any major freeway. Um, Again, that may have been a little over the top, but three things that I felt like I could control that would minimize um, potential environmental toxin overload. So,
2: Right. So as far as the mission of Hello Health, what what are some of the messages you're trying to bring into the world? I mean, what's your overall mission of the effort?
0: Yeah. I think it's really, really important for all of us. Whenever we start to have some really nasty symptoms going on to start digging into why make sure that there's enough tests run to really understand why you're feeling that way. Mm -hmm. Um, and then start really digging into what are potential ways to be dealing with this and to have the strength to continue to ask why, because it's really scary to push back, um, on somebody that is considered an expert and, um, just, you don't have to be uh, disrespectful about it, but I think it's okay to continue to ask why and how and to find that research and then just really trust yourself and know that you you are the only one in charge of you and your family's health and wellness at the end of the day. And so, and thankfully, we're really, really lucky in this country. We have the ability to treat ourselves in a number of different ways. Um, it just takes time. And so, also, being patient, allowing yourself and the grace to give your body what it needs, and then really, really be patient in terms of your healing.
2: So, I'm guessing before this all happened to you and your family and son, that you probably didn't pay much attention to any of this, probably hardly at all, right?
0: No, no. And so, and you know, a lot of people kind of look at me like, well, that's your journey and that's your experience, and good for you, and da da da. Um, I think we all get hit with this at different periods in our life at this point now, because we're hit with a lot, um, in terms of toxicity and bad nutrition and germs. And I mean, it's just all kind of creating this perfect storm. And so whether you listen to it and take action with it now, or you kind of put it in the back of your mind for 10 or 20 years from now, I hope people will take notice and, and be ready when that's, when that's time.
2: Right. Yeah, no, um, Chronic disease is complicated, and right now there's over 100 million people in this country with chronic pain. And so even if you don't have as dramatic a situation as autoimmune disorders, we've now, again, not me, the, the, the basic science researchers have linked cancer, heart disease, diabetes, hypertension, obesity, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, all the inflammatory disorders. They're all the same thing. And the same thing with anxiety, depression, OCD, or obsessive compulsive disorder, um, bipolar, schizophrenia are all inflammatory disorders. And so even if you're not having such a dramatic story as your son with an autoimmune disorder, um, anxiety, just anxiety itself is inflammatory. So we found out that if we learn people to drop down their physiology their anxiety, I mean anxiety is a survival response. It's a million times stronger than your conscious brain. And so you can't talk yourself out of it. It's necessary to survive. So even though even though you can't rationally control it, things like diet, diet, exercise, those things actually drop down inflammatory disorders. So as you drop those down, then your anxiety starts dropping through the floor. So just something as simple as day-to-day anxiety is affected by the process that you're putting out there. So I'm curious, in your own experience, this is a question you don't have to answer, by the way, but I'm guessing from your own experience, obviously you made the changes yourself that your son made, and you said at one point he had ADD, which I think is driven by anxiety.
0: Well, that's the- son.
2: Oh, has he? Yeah. Have, oh, that's right, the other son. Yeah, life keeps coming at us, does not it? Um, have you noticed a change in your mood with some of the things that um, you you put into place?
0: Oh yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I take everything. In fact, I've, um, as he was going through this and he was getting quarterly blood draws, I was doing the same thing on myself to make sure that it was tracking Okay. Um, because I wasn't going to do anything to him that I wouldn't do to myself. And right. so I, I told the doctor, look, if you're, if, if we're going to do this on him, we're also going to do it on me. Um, and I feel good. I sleep well. Um, I'm 48 and a half and I'm not going through some of the other challenges that some of my friends are going through, right? Um, and so I think there's something to this in a number of different ways. And um, in fact, it was kind of interesting. The doctor that helped me with the formulations, she said, "Hey, the ImmunoStrong product is just really an anti-inflammatory product." I'm sorry, the
2: word, Which product?
0: Uh, the ImmunoStrong. What is that? The strong has your olive leaf extract, oregano, turmeric, frankincense. um, Omegas, all the things, and she said it really is just an anti-inflammatory. And she said if you continue taking that, you won't have menopausal symptoms. And I was like, "Are you serious?" And uh, she said, "Yeah, menopause is basically another inflammation response." And so, anyway, um, that's a whole other interesting topic. One day, but
2: no, that is interesting. I mean, one of my um, friends on this roundtable that we have actually pointed out quite a while that you know, menses um, is actually an inflammatory process. Your body's rejecting tissue it's an inflammatory process. And as you lower the inflammation, it still happens, but it can be way less painful than it has to be. Mm-hmm. Because again, when you're inflamed, it actually doubles the speed of your nerve conduction It inflames your brain, which sensitizes your brain and you feel the pain more. That's why in the world I live in, and again, it started out in chronic pain it turned out actually the mental pain is a bigger issue because people can't escape their thoughts. Then I didn't realize that there's so many other physical symptoms that come from a chronically inflamed system. Mm -hmm. So as we talked about before, the essence of chronic disease is sustained exposure to threat physiology or inflammation. And the essence of healing chronic disease is going towards safety. And of course, it happens every day. And we have to learn how to process really quickly, rapidly and efficiently, which is not hard to do. So again, diet's a big part of it. You mentioned sleep, another big factor that's anti-inflammatory, but there's a bunch of ways of lowering your body's inflammation with, um, diet really being bigger than I would have thought from a surgical standpoint, it's a big deal. And and again, now the gut brain access is something I'm having to say, yeah, maybe there's something there. Yeah, Yeah, more than maybe there's definitely something there. I'll say it one more time that <clears throat> serotonin is one of the major neurotransmitters in your brain and 90% of it plus is actually manufactured in the gut. So the picture of the evolution of life, humans or all mammals have had to make a treaty with bacteria who were here a long time before we were. And so the gut is sort of our interaction with the bacteria. And I keep reading this. I still have a hard time believing this There's actually 30 trillion cells in the human body, which is a lot of cells but I keep hearing there's actually more bacteria than there are human cells. I've heard it's like 33 trillion bacteria. I'm going, okay. So it's just a big deal. We have, there's a symbiosis we have with bacteria and bacteria in the right situation when they develop a symbiosis with humans, they keep us alive. Mm -hmm. And it's when they get out of balance for whatever reasons, again, modern processed foods are a huge way of putting this whole thing out of balance um, addressing that issues actually makes a a profound difference on your health. So Pam, thank you for being with us. Um, so again, we access your materials through hellohealth.com. Is that right?
0: No, it's, um, there's no.com. It's just www.hello.health.
2: Really? Okay. And, um, okay. And then you wrote a book called.
0: Hello health. And we're currently, um, re re revamping it, adding additional doctors to it. Uh, and in um, additional research. And so we're excited to be re- relaunching that here in the next six months or so. And it does tell, the,
2: I did read the book a couple of weeks ago, and it does tell the story of her which is a very compelling story. So I think those of you that are struggling with the medical, medical care system, struggling to find answers, why her story, just from an inspirational standpoint, is really a fantastic story. So, anyway, Pam, thank you very much for being with us. And I think the audience will really benefit from hearing your thoughts.
0: Thank you so much.
1: I'd like to thank our guest, Pam Wirth, for being on the show today and for sharing her insights about how supplementation can be used effectively to treat a wide variety of serious conditions. I'm your host, Tom Masters, reminding you to be back next week for another episode of Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom. And in the meantime, be sure to visit the website at www.backincontrol.com.